When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 for the Widow 180 podcast. And I'm recording this episode today on January 1st, and today's episode is partly inspired by a book that I'm reading right now, and it's called Limitless by Jim Quick. Jim Quick is a brain coach, and he teaches people how to unlock their capabilities and learn techniques to become unstoppable, really. And there are really no limitations on what you can do. It's a fantastic book, and I'm loving it. It's part of my goals for 2021 is to read a lot more. I have a whole stack of books, probably 10 different books, but I started reading this one the other day, and I'm really hooked on it. So it's Limitless by Jim Quick, and I'm, I'll reference a few things in there throughout this com- conversation. But the other part of this episode is inspired by the astounding group of ladies in the Holiday Widows Club. We've been meeting twice weekly since Thanksgiving, and I have to say they have changed my world. Topics come up and some incredible conversations have been sparked in the last five weeks. There have been some tears, but mostly so much laughter and so much joy out of this group. And part of what we've talked about a lot this week, of course, is what we're planning for 2021. What do we want to change? And how can we improve? And how can we have a kick-ass 2021? So this episode that I decided to put together is how to have a great 2021. And there are three topics that I wanted to cover in this conversation. Three things that I think are really important to focus on in order to have a great 2021. And the first one is that we need to ask better questions and make better statements. The second one is how to have more motivation. How can we get motivated in all kinds of different aspects of our lives? And number three is expectations. So let's get started with number one. We need to ask better questions and make better statements. So here's the first question. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And who do you want to be? So they say that the two most powerful words in the English language are the words, I am. Whatever you put after that, however you finish that sentence determines your destiny. You will become what you say. 
you will take actions based on how you define yourself. For example, let's say you want to quit smoking. You started smoking again after your husband passed away, and it kind of came back into your life and it became a crutch and it's a way for you to handle stress and it's a coping mechanism and it's not a great one. So if you say the words, I am a smoker, and you identify with those words, you are priming yourself for certain behavior. In fact, there was a study out of Stanford University that showed the effects of priming on the participants. The researchers separated the participants into two groups. The first group had to respond to a questionnaire with phrases like, to vote, and questions like, how important is it to vote, to you? The second group was asked questions like, how important is it to you to be a voter? And what they found was that participants whose survey included personally identifying statements like voter were 13% more likely to vote than those who were simply asked about the likelihood that they would vote. So when you consciously decide to identify with the habit or the goal you want to create or achieve or consciously unidentify with a name you no longer want, you will experience enormous power. So let's think of some that we tend to use. Something like, I am no longer a victim or I am unable to make decisions on my own. We need to change that. We need to change that to, I am capable of making tough decisions. I am is a powerful statement. As Jim Quick says, the highest drive that we have is to act consistently with how we perceive ourselves. It's one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And we have the power to define ourselves. So who are you? Who are you? There's a quote that I love that goes, find out who you already are and become it because you know you. Here's another question that I used to get hung up on a lot. And I used to ask, how can I possibly do that? All the time, all the time I would get stuck on that. How can I possibly do that on my own? That's what I would say. So after Brent died and all of the decisions that I had to make, how can I possibly do that? And we need to change that. You can change that to how can I make that happen? It's, it's an easy change of words, but it really changes your whole attitude too. How can I make that happen? Another question that I used to get hung up on a lot, why did this happen to me? Why did this have to happen? And over and over, I would ask myself that question and we just need to stop and switch it. And ask instead, what can I take away from this experience? Or what steps do I need to take to move forward? Not why, why did this happen? What steps do I need to take to move forward? It just flips your whole attitude and points you forward instead of pointing backwards. And here's another one. Who am I to think I could, and then fill in the blank with whatever. Who am I to think that I could take my kids on this vacation by myself? Who am I to think I could whatever, fix the sink? I don't know, whatever it is. But again, this is one that you can flip around. Who am I to think I could whatever you want to fill in that blank with? Who am I? I'm the mom. Who am I? I am the owner of this house. So who else is better to take care 
of fixing the sink. Who else is better than me to take care of taking my kids to see the world or travel? And just by flipping that question around, we gain more confidence. Other better questions to ask? Let's say there's something that you are questioning. You just need to stop and ask yourself, is this giving me more energy? Is it uplifting me? Is it raising my spirits? Is it fulfilling me? And if you can't answer yes, then just say no and move on. So ask better questions. And most of the time, the questions that popped into my head were negative and limiting and chock full of self-doubt. And this is another trap that we fall into because it causes us to stay stuck. And we lack confidence in ourselves and our abilities. And that leads us to indecision, which slows down our momentum, which leads us to a lack of motivation. And I did this in so, so many aspects of my life after Brent died. Uh, One that I can think of was when I had to pick a school for Claire. And I felt like any decision that I made was going to be the wrong one. Uh, I thought I was going to mess it up somehow. I didn't have him there with me to discuss the options or discuss the pros and cons. I didn't know who I could trust. And it took me forever to pick a school. It was one of those things that I just kept procrastinating because I was not motivated until the very last minute and I had to. Which brings us into the second thing we need to focus on, which is motivation. So a better 2021 how can we get more more motivated? And here are some things that we need to understand about motivation. And this comes from Jim Quick's book, Limitless. Motivation, as we know, requires focus and energy. Two things that most widows struggle with, right? Motivation is not something you have. It's something you do. Motivation is not fixed. It's a process. It's a strategy. And yes, like many things we don't realize, motivation is something we can control and create consistently. For example, on those days where I didn't want to do anything or get out of bed, it wasn't that I was unmotivated. No, I was highly motivated to stay in bed and watch like three hours of a Jersey Shore marathon. True story. I can't even tell you how many days I did that. I watched Jersey Shore hours and hours and hours of it. But I was very motivated to do that. Think about motivation as energy management. You create it. You invest it. You don't waste it. You don't have to love something to be motivated to do it. Like, you can hate working out, but you know it's good for you, so you get up and you do it. And here's a clear formula for motivation. This comes from the book Limitless also. Motivation equals purpose times energy times small, simple steps. And the other thing you need to do is find your reason why. Your reason why is going to motivate you. Your reason why doesn't have to be a good one either. Like, I feel so unmotivated to pay my bills, but... I do need a roof over my head and electricity, so I'll pay them. Or I feel so unmotivated to get out of bed and shower, but I guess I'll do it because I don't want to stink anymore. Like I said, your reason can be very basic, but it's still a reason. And this clear purpose or reason gives you the energy to take action. 
Our energy is precious, and as widows, we have very little energy to give to get a lot of the basic things done that we should or that we would like to. But the small, simple steps we take require very little energy, so we are more likely to achieve our goals. So here's that formula again. Motivation equals purpose times energy times small, simple steps. And here's an example. Um, Let's say you really don't want to make dinner. That's just a chore. You don't even feel like eating anyway. It's a lot of effort and planning. Instead, maybe just make something really simple to snack on and have a, a later dinner. But you took the small step by going into the kitchen. And what you'll notice is with these small steps is two things are going to happen. Number one, the things you're, go- you're going to do, the things you are doing are achievable. So you did it. You went into the kitchen. You made a snack. It's a win. The second is that by taking one small step, it puts you in a situation to get even more accomplished. Like, well, you're already in the kitchen now. You open the can of soup. Maybe you'll just add a salad and some breadsticks, and now it's a more complete meal. And there you go. You're on your way. So when you're feeling unmotivated, stop, think for a second, then always, always say, I can do that. This is when you develop something called grit, and grit is determination to succeed. That's what that is. Grit is the determination to succeed. You stop, you always say, I can do that. And the third and final thing I want to touch on today is expectations. And we had a pretty long discussion on this in the Widow's Holiday Club the other day. There are expectations that we that we place on ourselves. And then there are expectations that we place on others, like our family, our friends. So let's talk first about the expectations from other people in our lives. And for the most part, we have no idea how other people are going to react to our grief. Or treat us while we're grieving. Many times people are so uncomfortable with death and so uncomfortable with grief and talking about it and what to say that they either avoid us or they say something completely inappropriate or just wrong. And this is not something that we can control, obviously. They're not comfortable with our vulnerability. And we sometimes expect certain reactions from friends and family And when they don't meet our expectations, we get hurt or disappointed or just pissed off. For example, when you call your best friend and you tell them how much you're missing your husband and they come back with something like, I know what you mean. When my mom died three years ago, I was devastated. Or when you call your cousin to cry over your late husband and they say something like, this is how I felt when I went through my divorce. I was crushed. It's not the same. It's not the same. And we know that. And people may try to relate to your loss, but then they hurt you even more in the process. We expect people to say certain things. And when they don't, we're disappointed. And the same goes for ourselves. We put so many expectations on ourselves, on timelines and how we're supposed to feel by certain times and Should I be feeling this way? It's been a year. And we ask ourselves things like, 
Like, is this normal to still be crying all the time? Is it normal that I still can't sleep after two years? Is this how I'm supposed to feel? We don't know what's right or what's wrong about being a widow. Nobody is going to teach you how to be a widow. So there are no expectations on how you should feel at a certain point. You've been thrown into this new life and it is so completely foreign and so unfamiliar. And we expect that we're supposed to know what to do and we don't. There are so many scenarios where we set our expectations so high. But here's the point. Just be aware that you're doing it. Be aware to the fact that you're thinking that things should be a certain way or they should be going a certain way or this person should have said whatever to you instead of what they said. Let go of your attachment to the outcome. Having an attitude of detachment from the outcome is setting yourself up for a more content state of mind. Just keep in mind that this is a period of time while we're grieving. It's so unsteady. It's a rocky season where we're trying to find our footing. So give yourself some grace. Give others in your life some grace. Most of the time they mean well, you know. They, they just don't know that what they're saying is causing more harm than good. So try to be patient with them. And above all, be patient with yourself. You're figuring things out. And things like that take time, right? So let's recap here. How to have a great 2021. Number one was ask better questions. Use better statements. Turn all the negativity into positive statements. It definitely helps. Number two was motivation. And motivation to do things is something that we can control. And we just don't think about it that way sometimes. So remember that small, simple steps require very little energy to start taking action. And number three, be aware of your expectations. Let go of your attachment to the outcome of things. There's no right or wrong way to be a widow. There's no proper timeline to follow. So just be patient with yourself and try to be patient with others. So I think we're all ready to say goodbye to 2020. Let's have a great 2021. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, Again, the name of the book that I'm reading is Limitless by Jim Quick. That's K-W-I-K. And I'll put a link to that in the description. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful and happy new year. And I'll see you next week. Oh, and one last thing. I have some really exciting things planned for this year. And coming up very soon, I will have an announcement to make about another widow's program that I'm working on. I'm very excited about it. And there's some other exciting things that uh, are going to be happening soon. So check out the website. It's www.widow180.com. And I'll also post some things on my Instagram. And that's at Widow180. So I'll see you there.
you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.